the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Millions of Californians preparing to live in the dark again after the state's largest utility warned it may cut power for the third time in as many weeks because of looming strong winds and high fire danger. Andrew Vesey with PG&E says any kind of spark. From any source can lead to catastrophic results. He told viewers of KGO-TV to brace for possible blackouts this week. Charge any devices that you might need. Have water and non-perishable foods at your disposal. PG&E forecaster Scott Strenfel says the real culprit is extremely violent winds expected to blow in from offshore. This will not be an event that we've seen in recent memory. The so-called Diablo winds expected to blow in from offshore tonight and last through Monday on Wall Street Friday. It was a Dow up by 152 points and the Nasdaq gained 57. This is SRN News. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade, but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock, but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410. Or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. Uh, I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you to Ed Morrissey again for his uh, appearance last hour to talk about Brexit. I often, as you know, will rely on prediction markets to try to tell me what I think is going to happen. I want to read you a few things. Official Brexit by eleven by uh, November one on the on at predictit.org. Currently no ninety five cents. Yes, five cents. Okay, so meaning will it happen officially on on? So that's basically a five percent chance of a no deal Brexit because they can't get the they can't get the paperwork done. 
But can they get no deal Brexit sometime in 2019? Yes, at 11 per, at 11 cents to win a dollar. 89 cents to win 89 cents is the payment to win the dollar. You have to bet 89 cents to get a dollar back if you want to bet on the no side of it. Um UK early elections only 3 cents say yes. That's the most interesting thing. And I think this is true. I do. I didn't have time to get this in with with uh, with Ed. But unlike he says, yes, they will have an election. They will vote for early elections. I think not. I think the remember under the fixed term parliaments act, two thirds of the body has to vote for the election. I think there are enough people in fear of their seats, right? Early elections will not be desired by the, those people who voted uh, who voted uh, against Boris from the conservative side. There are a lot of people on in labor who do not want to go. It's not just the ones who want to leave um, or, or who want to stay but come from leave uh, districts. I think it's also the case that many people in the Labor Party believe that in that they're going to lose the next election because they don't think they've got the right person leading. But they October, when they had their party conference, was the time to change leaders. They didn't dare do that then in the middle of the negotiations. Boris Johnson has handled this part well. Right? He's got a lot of stuff that he's done wrong. I think Again, I think the more you look at the agreement that he signed, I think Ed is right on this point. It's, it might be a worse deal than the Theresa May deal. However, however, um, his politics have been right so far. He's managed to keep Jeremy Corbyn as the leader of the Labor Party, which which allows him, you know, it's it's sort of like, I want the piñata with all the candy in it. Please put up the piñata with all the candy in it. Well, Jeremy Corbyn is the, is the most bountiful piñata he can have. Um... And so that that's happening. By the way, I wanted to scroll down to a couple other. Where was this one? Scottish in, Scotland independence legislation. In other words, a call for a second referendum. Yes, is at six percent. So it's not likely they would in this year. But I do watch that space because I think next year. I think next year they will. They will probably if this thing goes the way it appears to be going. So here's what I think will happen. I think that vote's going to fail. And at that point, the vote to to call the early election. If they call the early election, Macron will drop his objections, they'll get the 3-month extension. They'll try they'll try to negotiate the deal, but instead what they'll do is they'll just it'll just be held on the side while they go off for their elections because they they won't finish it by November 6. Which is when they will have to end. They'll have to end Parliament on November six to go to an election. You know, on December I think twelfth was the announced date that they're aiming at. Because um, that's a five. That's whatever five weeks comes out to, and I think that's it. Uh, so November six would be the last day that they could act on it. I don't think they can get it done even by November six. Maybe, but I, I doubt it. Um. Uh, they will go to an election, and and Macron will be fine with that. If Boris wins and has the majority, he will then come back and probably pass this bill, which starts the process of all those those other countries becoming independent. This is also, by the way, the reason why the European Union is kind of playing nice with Boris is because I really do think they are in some trouble. This week, Mario Draghi, who has been the president or, or CEO of the European Central Bank he his term ends at uh, his term ends uh, on Thursday this coming week to be replaced by Christine Lagarde who's now moving over from being the head of the IMF to being the head of the European Central Bank um, so and and Europe is having some issues uh, right now not in Draghi's own mind Okay, this is Draghi giving his own assessment of where things are going. Let's play, let's play the, the Draghi cut, please, Wyatt. 
This slowdown in growth mainly reflects the ongoing weakness of international trade in an environment of persistent global uncertainties, which continue to weigh on the euro area manufacturing sector and are dampening the investment growth. So, so that just so Draghi says growth is weak, but it's somebody else's fault. It's it's the it's these stupid Americans and Chinese and their trade war. They're they're hitting us on the side, and Trump's bad because he wants to he wants to also impose additional tariffs on the EU. Okay, that that's that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying right now. But the assessment from other sides, the assessment from other sides doesn't go particularly well. This is Mohammed Al Arian from Allianz, um, uh, who's also who's also speaking on his on the assessment of uh, both Draghi and the EU. Let's go ahead and play uh, El Arian. Yeah, three reasons. One is they never recovered fully from that crisis, from the debt crisis. Think of a patient that goes from the intensive care to to the main room. They are better, but they're still structurally impaired, so they can't walk quickly. Secondly, as you pointed out, China and the trade tensions are hitting the outwardly oriented countries particularly hard. And thirdly, the ECB has run out of ammunition, has run out of effectiveness, and nobody has stepped in in terms of other, other policymakers. And the other policymakers that would step in, basically what he's calling for here is for fiscal policy to step in. Remember, the European Central Bank has set its its policy rate at negative 0.5%. Right? Negative 0.5%. As we talked about last week, negative rates, they're really, really strange. It's kind of hard to figure out what to do what to do with negative rates. So Mario Draghi's leaving. Mario Draghi is best known for the f- for the phrase, you know, we'll keep Europe out of out of recession whatever it takes. And so whatever it takes Draghi um has sort of become the the nickname for Mario or whatever it takes Mario. Um and and whatever it takes has led to them having negative interest rates. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism of that, but in the minds of at least of, of, of El Arian, the the problem here is that is is that they don't have any more they don't have any more weapons available. Once you've gone to one a negative half of one percent, hey, once you have other banks coming having to come along with you. Once you have others coming with you, that creates a, a real issue. Remember, there are now currently, the last number I saw, $16 trillion of securities that pay a negative rate. Six, and, and, and really, everyone would like to blame Japan for this because they went first. But far more than Japan... Europe has been the champion of the of the negative rate world. Let's play one other let's play one other cut here. This is Dan Torello. He used to be the vice chair of the Federal Reserve. He's now he's now working in the private sector. And he has this comment to make about Mario Draghi. Let's play that first cut of Dan Torello. There's been opposition to Mario Draghi almost from the minute he said he would do whatever it took in order to keep the EU the eurozone uh, growing. Uh, And I think with the approaching end of his term, that opposition just felt strengthened. Hmm. And they very publicly now, I think, laid a marker that if Christine Lagarde wants to continue Mario's policies, she's going to have a a, uh, struggle on her hands. Well, which. And the struggle on her. So the struggle is they may be at the same time that the U.S. is looking this week. The Federal Reserve is looking this week at reducing rates at. At, at cutting the Fed funds rate again, although just to 1.5%, right? So we would still be positive. We'd still be 200 basis points above what the ECB has. There is at the same time a desire um, for, for the ECB to start, uh, to, to start moving back into, into, uh, into a positive territory. The uh, Riksbank, which is the central bank of Sweden, 
which has had a minus 0.25% policy rate, its repo rate. It, it said on Thursday that it's probably going to raise that rate to zero at its December meeting, even though there's concern there's concern about um, there's concern about uh, slowing growth in Sweden. I love this. I'm going to have to read this. In its monetary policy report, if negative nominal interest rates are perceived as a more permanent state, the behavior of agents may change and negative effects may arise. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Governor Stefan Ingves told the press conference, we are aware that many think negative rates are strange. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, in fact, they are. Indeed, I think that's where our mind should turn next. What is it about negative rates? What is it that what is it that Draghi has wrought uh, in this in this whatever it takes? We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. The annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon, so we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here. There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free. So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on? A lot. Plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage, or diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help. Go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-730-1372. That's 800-730-1372. 800-730-1372. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. American pressure. If you're cleaning up your food production facility and you're in charge of sanitization, American Pressure is the right place for you. We know that if you aren't clean, you can't make product. From food-grade oil and pumps to custom products to clean conveyors, we know your application. Water savings, reliable equipment, and quick support are just some of the reasons to call American Pressure. Find out more at AmericanPressure.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. The number call, questions and comments. Welcome. Good morning. Looks like just a beautiful day outside as I look over my left shoulder. Um, seems like it's going to be just fabulous uh, today. Uh, and enjoy enjoy the day. It's the last, it's the last one of October and... 
And I always love to celebrate early November with one last round of golf up here in Minnesota. And then my eyes begin to look to the south. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. By the way, also next week, Job Saturday, GDP report, FOMC meeting, and 10-year anniversary of KBRS. Going to be a fun-filled week next week. You're not going to want to miss that. Lots of news and a little bit of celebrating to boot. Um, there's a wonderful letter. I'm going to, I'm going to post this to you, um, at the, at our Twitter feed using a hashtag pound KBRS, um, on negative interest rates. And I wanted to talk, wanted to talk about this. In fact, let me play this, this clip. Dan Torello, who, former Fed, former Fed vice chair, who was on, uh, who was on, I believe this was on CNBC, uh, on, uh, thursday talking about mario draghi also and, and said hey you know if you want to keep negative rates christine lagarde you're going to have to give us a justification also had this to say play the second cut please wyatt with negative rates you have the issue the psychological issue of what it means for uh, people to feel like their savings diminish rather than grow and for that reason you see in the eu for example the eurozone they've exempted really retail deposits well, when you start exempting things, you limit the efficacy that negative rates might have. And the second thing, Alex, is, as we're seeing in the Eurozone, in Switzerland, once you're into negative rates for an extended period of time, it seems really hard to get out of them. So I, I would say the, the dangers of them are not so much the short term, what does it do to banks and all that, so much as... What does it project about the economy, and are you going to be able to pull yourself out of using them eventually? Well, we're going to find out, I think, a little bit. Japan's tried, and it failed. Now Sweden's going to try. We'll see how that goes. We're not, you know, it'll be an interesting experiment. Um, it is interesting to me, of course, that Sweden has its own, you know, Sweden, much like the United Kingdom, has a relationship with uh, the European Union that where it's in for some things and not for other things. Um, and that relates to the Brexit story as well. You're going to be in for some things and not for other things. And there are those who want to be just out for everything and not clear, not clear that uh, even Boris Johnson wants that. But let's, t- let's keep our focus on negative rates. All right. I think what Torello says is true. There's, there's this lock-in effect. Uh, once you're there, you don't know uh, you know what I mean. One thing is, if you tell people you have negative rates, what are you saying about the state of your economy? Right? What are you saying about the state of your economy? That's that's what that's part of what he's saying. You get that's the that's the lock-in piece. Um, in a piece on the New York Times bat last month, research has suggested that. Japan's negative rate policies may have backfired, actually lowering inflation expectations instead of firming them up, as hoped. Last week, famously blunt ING boss Ralph Hamers excelled himself, all but calling the ECB idiotic for planning to shift rates further downward. The negative rate environment is making consumers so uncertain about their financial environment that they're starting to save more rather than less. They're starting to save more rather than less. Hmm. Do you remember what I said in the last hour about the savings rate? Is it possible people are saving more because they are concerned about where where the U.S. economy is going? I mean, it's worth thinking about this, right? There are positive rate goods, uh, uh, positive rate financial instruments, debt instruments available to you available to some investors, but they're not available to all investors. I have, a, I have a mother who's in her 80s, her late 80s. I can't have her going into, into uh, equities and, and, and collateralized loan obligations and, all, and other exotic investments at that age. I want her to go to the bank. I want her to be able to, to put money away. Suppose I want to go buy a house in Spain, right? I need to send money. And so I need to send, let's suppose I need to send uh, a quarter million dollars over to Spain so I can buy my house on the Spanish coast that I'm going to retire to. 
in in many in days long ago i could simply go to spain buy a spanish bond hold it for a while park my money in it and i would get my all of my money back when it's time to cash it out i would get my money back plus a little bit of interest perhaps for the period of time in which i parked my money probably less than i was making in the us but that's okay cuz the money's for a transaction it's not an investment vehicle it's not for investment anymore it's going into purchasing a house now i actually have to pay for the privilege of parking money retirees are paying for the privilege for the privilege I'm, my my air you can't see my air quotes but they're wiggling okay i have to pay for the privilege of parking money do you think this sparks any kind of discontent among among the general population toward the financial sector do you think these banks might be reacting negatively to the concept of negative rates because of that? Remember the quote that's often attributed to Einstein, and it may be apocryphal. It may I, I, I've, I've never I've never been able to find absolute proof that he ever said this. But Einstein is reported to have said, "Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it." Negative rates turns that on its head. Right? Turns it completely upside down. Other things you can do, right? Think about this. In the old days, you'd you'd buy something and then you would hold on to the money because you were going to take advantage of the float. Right? While you have the good and before you actually have to make the payment, your money was still in the bank and that money in the bank could actually be used to earn just a little interest. Now it's going to accelerate all the payments to be made almost immediately. This is from a piece, uh, I'll tweet this to you. This is Howard Marks at Oak Tree Capital. Many insurers traditionally have made money primarily because they paid claims years after they collected the premiums on the policies they issued. What happens if it costs them money to hold float until claims are paid? Right. What happens to the demand to pay off to collect on receivables? In past wholesale marks rights, in the past wholesale customers were offered discounts for paying bills early. Now the seller might say, no, 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 you keep it. I'd rather you paid me six months from now at zero interest. I mean, it changes a lot of the way in which an economy works to have negative rates. But I think the most important aspect, which to get back to what I was talking about, I think it actually exacerbates exacerbates a lot of the populist politics that we that we observe today. Positive interest rates are going to become increasingly a return f- to being rich. Right? Think of the number of it, uh, think of the number of things you hear on this radio station, which are offering investment offer- opportunities, and when you dig into the details, it turns out you have to be an accredited investor. Which means that you have an income and wealth requirement in order to invest in that product. It's perfectly reasonable. These are po- these are products that have significant risk. They require someone to have uh, some element of economic knowledge or financial knowledge, some sophistication, the ability to pay attention. So that when market conditions change, they can go in and out. There, I am not arguing that those restrictions shouldn't be there. All right. You can say caveat emptor, that's fine, but but I I th- I think I think it's way too easy for people to sell. I mean, if caveat emptor worked everywhere, you know, uh, uh Ponzi would never Ponzi would never gotten his na- a scheme named after him. So I would you know, I would say the biggest issue is going to be, in fact, is going to be, in fact, that it becomes more increasingly likely 
that when populist measures, particularly populist from the left, to talk about wealth taxes are being brought forward, one of the arguments they'll make is, look, the banks are making you pay to leave your money in there. The banks are making you pay. Meanwhile, these fat cats are able to get 5, 7, 10% returns annually on their money. It's not right. They should have to pay more. And they will find tons of people who go, yeah, yeah, that's right. We are getting ripped off. This shouldn't happen. That's the world that negative interest rates is creating. And so I'm with a whole lot of the people who are saying right now, negative rates, they're a bad deal. All right? Yes, I understand. Trying to calculate neg- trying to calculate net present value with negative rates is pretty weird. It's pretty hard stuff. Okay? They really warp... They really warp the uh, calculation, particularly when you're trying to calculate pension obligations. <laughs> it's a mess. But, but, I think the bigger issue isn't that. I think the bigger issue is negative interest rates is going to make our politics worse, not better. And we should try to stay away from those. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. They say the time makes the man, but in reality, it's the watch that makes the executive. You don't need a digital watch that tells you when to stand up. You need a timepiece that makes you stand out. If you're considering investing in a fine Swiss watch, your timing couldn't be better. The watch fair at Wicks and Jewelers is this Friday and Saturday. That's two full days with special event pricing. Two days to shop expanded collections of the finest timepieces from the world's most respected watch manufacturers. Two days to trade in your old watch for the watch of your dreams. The Watch Fair at Wicks and Jewelers is the very best time of year to buy a watch. Join the team at Wicks and Jewelers this weekend only to receive the best prices on the best selection of luxury watches in the Midwest. The Wicks and Jewelers Annual Watch Fair, two days only, Friday 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Wicks and Jewelers, just off 35W at 99th and Lindale in Bloomington. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. An uproar has broken out over a Texas custody battle involving Jeffrey Younger. He's the father of a seven-year-old boy named James. James's mother has enrolled him in school as a girl. She told him for years that he is a girl because he once said he liked a toy meant for girls. Now she wants to put him on puberty blockers and is pursuing a future transition to girlhood for James. Jeffrey Younger is fighting the case in court and was just granted some say. He and his ex-wife will have joint conservatorship over James. Do not be confused. We're in the midst of a gender revolution. Change that. Children are in the midst of a gender revolution. We should stand against the gender transitions of children. We should speak truth. And we should protect children from life-altering treatments. This is madness. We cannot be silent. I'm Owen Strand. Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense. Click on the banner at townhallreview.com. He's got the idea. This works for me. 
King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Told you, blood pump, blood pump, blood pump. This is just what we want here. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. I'm telling you, fight's going to come. If negative rates hit the U.S., you know, and we start having to pay the bank to store our money, I don't think that's going to go very well. I don't think this is going to go, that's going to go very well at all. Anyway, 651-289-4477, number to call questions, comments, and concerns. By the way, this week, you know, they're still, they're still crafting language trying to get to a deal to be signed between uh, between US and China they're trying to get to an agreement that will be uh, that will be ready for signature uh, in Chile uh, sometime in in the middle of November I don't remember the exact date of this this phase one agreement uh, and and as the details of this as the details of this deal work come forward, it's beginning to come increasingly clear that it may not have as much in it as they thought. This is from an article in the in the Wall Street Journal yesterday afternoon. I believe it's in the morning paper. I'm looking at my morning paper right now and seeing seeing if it's here. Nope, I don't see it. Maybe it, maybe it's in another place. Um, oh, there it is on page A3. Hang on, hang on. I love making that noise. Um, yep, running right down page A3, le- sliding right down the left column. Um, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin spoke on the phone Friday with China's Vice Premier Liu He and afterwards put out a statement saying they made headway on specific issues. Two sides are close to finalizing some sections of the agreement. Uh, indeed, on uh, CNBC, it sounded like this. Let's play that third cut, uh, Wyatt, on the trade deal. Well, Morgan, we've just seen a call end between the Treasury Secretary, the U.S. Trade Representative, and their Chinese counterpart, Vice Premier Leo He. A readout of that call was just provided to us by the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative that says that they spoke today with China's Vice Premier Leo He on phase one of the U.S.-China trade agreement. They made headway on specific issues, and the two sides are close to finalizing some sections of the agreement. Discussions will go on continuously at the deputy level, and the principals will have another call in the near future. So some things are happening. Other things may be not quite ready yet. And markets did seem to move on that news and got lifted a little higher thanks thanks to the information that came out. But uh, you're hearing people you're hearing people uh, talk about uh, some concerns. They, this is from the uh, piece in the journal this morning. There is risk that once something is announced on phase one, it is very unclear what will happen beyond that and whether there would be just be continuing talks and no results. Uh, She is Christine Bliss, president of the Coalition of Service Industries, an umbrella group that includes everything from financial firms to express delivery. Uh, Also, Libby Cantrell, who's the head of public policy at the bond at PIMCO, said the phase one agreement, quote, does not address many of the fundamental issues that have led to heightened tensions. Um, it would not be surprising if the romance is short-lived and Trump returns to not only more adversarial rhetoric, but also more combative rhetoric. And so everybody, I think, heard um, uh, Vice President Pence's long-awaited speech. It had been delayed twice. But he comes out and says basically, basically Nike and the NBA should be you know should be speaking up for the people in Hong Kong that that they've uh, accepted a muzzle from China in return for access to their markets. Um, we also hear this is uh, Fred Kempe, who's the uh, who's the uh, CEO of the uh, the Atlantic Council, which is a uh, which is a think tank uh, based in Washington. Let's play Fred Kempe. 
First, let's talk about the deal and then briefly about the decoupling. So I read, as you know, the editor of the Global Times, Hu Xinjin, to, to see the tea leaves of uh, Chinese leadership. And his response to the Pence speech was actually relatively positive. He said, OK, you have the same old story about uh, U.S. criticizing China. But Pence also said, we don't want a confrontation and we don't want a decoupling. Uh, and so that's the good side. But the Chinese are in a mood right now not to do any deal that is going to give any significant ground structurally on their part. And they will want some tariffs taken off. Right now, uh, uh, Trump is talking about uh, not having new tariffs against $20 billion of farm purchases. That would take take us back to 2017 levels. I don't think the Chinese will go anywhere near that unless they're getting some uh, relief on the tariffs that are already in place. Right. On, the, on the decoupling, it's going to happen anyway, and the Chinese are hmm. doing it, and they're calling off some of their people from doing deals with the U.S., and I'm hearing a lot about that. So that second part was really kind of quick. There has been some decoupling. I think there's a... What you're hearing, the, the, the comments made by Mark Zuckerberg regarding Facebook. Imagine that there's actually going to be two internets. There's a Chinese internet and there's there's a Western internet. Not just American, but American slash European internet. And they'll be competing against each other. And which one do you want to be part of? Um, I think the Chinese internet will be a far more controlled place than the American internet, at least in the way that uh, that Zuckerberg now talks about it. Is, a, is going to be a place that has more freedom, not as much as we would like, one that will still be probably susceptible to to uh, attacks by certain groups that uh, don't like certain aspects of free speech. Um, the, the speech issues will happen on both of them, but one of the it, one of them will be controlled by government and the other one will be controlled by by social pressure coming through social media. But to go back to the trade deal, it is interesting they're still trying to hammer this out. The Chinese are rather insistent that in order for the for them to import more U.S. goods, they need to not only remove their tariffs, but they want an equal amount of tariffs being removed on the U.S. side. The U.S. is kind of resisting that, but I doubt that they can resist that for very long. So here are the issues that could could still arise. They could they can the Chi, the Chinese government announced this past week that they've passed a new law regarding intellectual property. Okay, that that strengthens the law regarding the theft of of IP. They're 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 willing to reduce tariffs, but only when the U.S. does tariffs. They're willing to buy a lot more U.S. goods. I think they have to because I believe that, in fact, they are they are hurting in terms of uh, foodstuffs because of African swine flu. And their economy is now growing at a rate less than 6%. And so everything that's happening in this seemed to be mutual reduction in tariffs back to the level maybe that takes them back to whatever there was back in May of 2019. Along with with signing a new law, which may or may not be enforced. And once that happens, I think it's correct to ask, what more is going to, what more is going to happen in terms of the trade deal? What happens in terms of the second, of the second stage? I believe they'll sign this piece of paper in Chile, but after that, the concern is that they'll just end up talking. Here are the issues that still would be out there. Forced technology transfer. I have said on this program, on the King Banyan Show before, you do have the option just not to do business in China. It's what we were just telling the NBA. Well, so so what if they're not going to buy your buy your, uh, your your jerseys and sneakers? Well, you know, here's so what. It's a it's a market they've cultivated that has about a one has about four times the number of consumers the U.S. can provide to them. You can take tours of Europe, but chances are you've pretty well tapped out the European market. Your growth opportunities are all 
in Asia, and in particular in China. So, yeah, it's easy for me to say you should stop doing business in China. Likewise, it's easy for me to say you should just stop transferring your technology to them. Just don't do business with the Chinese if you don't want to hand them your, your technology. But you are cutting off a significant piece of the market. Right. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem is it could be simply handled by this. Maybe we should just tell all these other companies, force technology transfer, you don't have to sign that piece of paper. It's your issue. They have laws on IP theft that they don't actually enforce. Yeah, I guess that's your problem. It's not mine. I mean, the question is really, if you have a government that's unwilling to enforce the laws against foreigners that they, that they write, signing a treaty with them that requires them to pass another law that they won't enforce doesn't seem to be very effective. You also have issues regarding movement of data, right? We, you, you basically can't, there's certain bits of data that can't move through China. Chinese companies are subsidized. And our U.S. manufacturers all want, all want those things to be fixed. They're not likely to get fixed. So when I hear people say, well, this is just phase one of the deal. They're going to get phase two. They'll, get phase, and they'll take care of all this stuff. I sincerely doubt that there will be a phase two. I sincerely doubt there can be a phase two. I think we should take the phase one, and if phase two could be we're going to reduce tariffs further, and in return, for, mutually, in return for that, in return for that, maybe we'll get the Chinese to stop subsidizing as much. But I don't think they can. I don't think he can agree. To, I don't think... Uh, 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 President Xi can agree to that because I don't. I still think that he's a weaker president than people tend to tend to realize. I'll explain that to you right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation. 
for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Climb that mountain. All right. Last last moments of the King Banging Show on Business 1440. We're trying to we're trying to pick this thing apart. Look, why? Here's here is the the issue with China for me. Six five one two eight nine four four seven. If you want to get in on on this point, here at the end of the program, we still got time. We can still get time for a call or two. Okay. What is the pressure points on China? When have you actually seen them react the most strongly? It is not when you've raised the tariff rate. And it's not when you've complained about free speech or the treatment of the Uyghurs. What do they care about the most? And it comes to the difference between the two systems. The U.S. is a market-based system using using prices and and using prices and sales and revenue to drive decisions the decisions we're observing with Nike and the NBA are simple are a simple reaction to the fact that that here here we have two consumer goods that that China is buying sports from the United States and as you would if as you would fully expect any any uh, consumer good company has to be concerned about the attitudes of the citizens and so in a country where where um nationalist messaging happens to the degree it does in china not in being insensitive in comments about that place is likely to hurt your bottom line you can say tough noogies if you wish okay but I don't think I don't think we should fault Adam Silver or or um, or Phil Knight or any of the uh, others uh, for not uh, at least paying some attention to whether or not what their people what what they or their employees are saying have an impact on their business relationships in China. What does China want from us? In one word. They want technology. Why? Because their, gov- their economy is state-run. They occasionally pay lip service to the idea that they have free enterprise zones. But those free enterprise zones are largely based on the ability to, to produce mass consumer goods more cheaply. An edge that they're beginning to lose more and more to places like Vietnam and Bangl- Bangladesh. And to somewhat lesser extent Malaysia, but particularly to Southeast Asia. They're losing that edge. To make the next step up in their economic development, they need technology. When do they scream the most? When we when we address the issues specifically on their technology firms, in particular on ZTE and on Huawei. When we when we go on, when we go full bore against those those companies and say you are the one stealing technology we are not doing business with you anymore that that is a pressure point to which president chi will react because in a state run development system where you are trying to move to an an upper middle income stage of development from a middle income stage development as they are right now is you're trying to make that next move up they have to move up the sophistication of the goods they produce and to do that 
The Chinese have very few alternatives. There's us and there's Europe. And there isn't any place else. Really, China? You're not going to send me? You're not going to send me uh, cheap uh, computer chips? Uh, you're not going to send me? You're not going to send me any more shirts? That's fine. I'll send them. I'll, I'll get them from someplace else. The U.S. can live with the U.S. can replace a lot of what it gets from China with other places. It will be more expensive. Yes. Will it be disruptive? Absolutely. But substitutes are available. China, outside of outside of uh, the European Union, China really doesn't have any substitutes, and the European Union is not a great substitute for the U.S. in many of the technologies that China needs. Our technological lead, which we have to, you know, we we do not spend enough time thinking about how we invest in that in that lead and how we make it how we make it continue. That technological lead is, in fact, where where it goes. So, uh, to me. The proper thing to do is to talk with them about reducing tariffs, try to get some changes in policy around the edges, recognizing that you can't really do that. But the place where you keep the pressure on isn't, isn't, really, on, isn't really in terms of thinking about, is really on terms of talking about IP theft. That's fine. But what you should do is be telling U.S. companies, look, if they're going to try to force you to, tr- to exchange your, to give them their technology, be very, very careful with that. And we should be addressing with U.S. companies whether or not those forced technology transfers, not just are illegal, but maybe they're just not in our best interest and maybe we should discourage those companies from actually doing business in China. So when we talk about the decoupling that you heard Fred Kempe talk about at the very end of that, that quote we played in the last segment, that is, in fact, where I think, where I think the pressure point is. And that, is, that, is, uh, that decoupling is part of a grand U.S. strategy that I, I think people are beginning to finally get their heads around and make happen. Again, thank you so much for listening. I want to thank all the people I got to see uh, Tuesday at the uh, at the War for America Soul event with uh, Prager and Elder. I just I just loved seeing you there, and we'll see you back here next week. Ten year anniversary of the King Banyan Show here on Business fourteen forty. We'll be celebrating next week. Job Saturday. See you then. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies, no government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true except it is true one card one company one complete package of medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well now that's something worth talking about watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com that's onecardnow.com please don't put this off it's too important visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation that's onecardnow.com I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-day class and um, fell in love with it after that, I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough and nothing could be further from the truth. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? 
she is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. 